The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hey, this is Dr. Michael Drake, Chancellor at the University of California, Irvine, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and over the web at KUCI.org. I love Anita Radio. Hey, hey, good morning. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. I have no one's in a funk this Monday morning. It's a beautiful day out here in Orange County. And for those uh, listening from afar, thanks for tuning in. You can always stream us live on KUCI.org. I have a very special guest uh, coming up in just a little bit. Actually, I have two guests this morning. First up will be uh, Marcella Lewin, who I uh, have known a long time now, actually, some of you know me. I did this uh, festival years ago called Mama Palooza, and he was my photographer at the very first festival. He's an amazing guy. He is always into all these new and creative things, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to share too much of his backstory. It is on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I'm going to get started and bring him on. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? So great to have you on the show. I'm fantastic. You know what? You have a very interesting backstory. Like I said, as I started introducing you, you were the photographer of my very first Mama Palooza Festival, which was a lot of fun. Yep, definitely. And tell me a little bit about what some of the things you've done that led you up to what you're doing now. Wow, you know, it's and it, this is always hard to explain because even, even my mom still doesn't know what I do because, honestly, <laughs> I don't even know what I do. It's changing all the time. But it's funny because you met me as a photographer. But, right. um, but really, I've always been like a developer, mm-hmm. a programmer, a web developer um, by trade. And, but I've always done a variety of different things. And, it, and photography has always been something that I love to do. And I figured, you know, why not do it? And then I ended up getting that awesome gig. Uh, for you guys to do, and that was just like... It was totally, so much fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah, definitely. So, um, I, I mean, I, for me, it's like I get bored easily, so I like to try different things all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the way I got to where I am today is basically because I just n- never say no, because there's so many other people that always tell me no that I don't stop myself. I know somebody's going to try to stop me. Does that make sense? Yes, Yes. You know, so it's like I always tell my kids this. It's like never stop yourself. You're going to have the whole world trying to stop you. So mm-hmm. you go for it, you try it, and you fail. And at least you know you tried it. You know, nobody regrets that they fail. They regret they never tried it, right? And it doesn't mean because you fail you're going to stop doing it. You're going to learn from those mistakes, you know. Well, the only way to succeed is to fail. Right. Otherwise, how do you succeed, right? That's how do right. You, how do you know when you succeeded? Right. You haven't failed before. So um, 
to me, it's like I just have to try it, you know. And if I fail, and believe me, I've tried many things where it's just it didn't go, but at least I said, you know what, I tried it. I don't regret it. I don't think about it anymore because it's not like what if. Mm-hmm. I know what it was, you know, and yes. it didn't work. And out of many things I tried, then some things actually worked. You know? Right. Um, like photography being one of them. It's like everybody's like, well, you're just a developer. It's like, like, why do you think you can shoot photos? Well, I don't know. I have a camera. Let me try. That's you know? And then I ended up getting the gig with you guys. So it was, yeah. It was yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was looking at your, uh, I put your your bio on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. How did you uh, start some of these other things? You you started the Internet Appliance Network. What is that? No, so that was the company that, that purchased my product. So I started myinternetdesktop.com. So the way I always work is like I work full-time for a company, mm-hmm. but I always do something on the side. It's the way I am. I always have a plan B mm-hmm. that's part of my I like to be creative, but at the same time, I also like to be careful. Yes. Um, and it's, I always have a plan B. And having a wife and two kids, you know, you always have to have a plan B just in case. Right. So um, my plan B is always to do something on my own because it allows me to fall back on something. And it also allows me to be creative, right? I don't have That's to go good. through the corporate BS. And yes. I do what I want. I'm yes. the final decider, right? That's good. So... Um, basically, I started one of my first companies that were quote unquote successful was myinternetdesktop.com, which is nothing now. It's this is in the '90s, the dot-com era. Okay. Um, and basically, I created literally in the bedroom, and I still remember watching TV with my laptop, my wife next to me. How romantic! I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> totally, yeah, Mr. Romantic here. Um, but creating this uh, basically OS um, on the web back then in the '90s, it was like. I don't want to say Facebook, but it was something similar to that where you had applications mm-hmm. and you can talk to other people. Um, and it was the first time anybody was doing anything like that. So I came up with this idea, and then a company called Internet Appliance Network saw what I did, and they were selling uh, Internet appliances back then that were called. They were basically mobile devices. I was going to say, I don't even know what an Internet appliance is. Yeah, well, that was that's a 90s term for a mobile device, basically. Oh, all right. Um and uh, they said, you know, we love what you did. We want to use your software inside of our appliance. You know, let's get together. And we did. So That's that good. was my first acquisition where I sold my company. And that was a side thing. I was working. At that time, I was working for Disney. So that I remember talking to a couple of my friends going, like, should I quit? What do I do? I mean, it was the hardest thing ever to think about quitting a full-time job with a steady paycheck. What were you doing for Disney, by the way? I was doing web development. Mm-hmm. I was working for Walt Disney Imagineering in their um, yes. IT, IT department. Yeah, I, I actually know. I took a class with somebody uh, who works for Disney Imagineering. For Disney Imagineering, yeah. yeah. This was in 98. Okay. 90, yeah, 98, 99 is when I was there. I actually left NBC.com uh, for Walt Disney. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. I went through, uh, through a couple of companies in my time. But I enjoy that. I actually like that. I'm I'm not a person that um that can get stuck in one place for a long time. I don't believe in fifty years in one company. Well, it's it's made you a very interesting, dynamic person, you know, to, to go and work for these different companies. Some people would only dream to work for companies like that. I mean, you actually did it. Yeah, you know, and in and, and once you once you're there it's not as awesome as you thought it was. I know. <laughs> Well, it's still cool. Don't get me wrong. Disney, I loved completely. NBC was really cool, and I did a lot of learning at NBC. But um, you know, it got to a point where it was time to move on. But actually, right. you know, I don't want to. I'm not really saying anything bad about any of them because no. they were actually all really good. And the reality is, um, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You always take something away that you learn. That's you know? right. That's right. 
But some of these companies, and I won't name names, but I I interviewed for a couple of really big companies uh, when I was thinking about coming to the West Coast. And I remember coming out here and saying, wow, this dream company is a big name company. And as I'm being brought into the interview, this girl was very sick. And she says, oh, I've been working 17-hour days. And (laughs) and I'm thinking, I don't think so. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally, yeah, that was... That was one of the things with uh, one of the companies which was working a bit too long. Right. Um, at the same time, I was doing it in a time period in my life where we were just married, but we had no kids. So mm-hmm. it was okay to do that kind of stuff, you know. But then when you start having a family, you, you want to kind of be there. <laughs> That's right. You That's know. Right. Um, and then in, and even without kids, you know, we I got to a point where it's like, I want to see my wife, you know. I of wanna course. I want to be able to go out. I want to not, you know. But at the same time, I learned so much. And see, sometimes... People say, well, I don't want to work that long. I don't want to work for cheap. I don't want to work for free. It's like, you don't understand. Your payment isn't always money. It may be other things. That's right. And the stuff that I learned, like at NBC, um, working the long hours, I wouldn't have learned anywhere else. So, yes. I, you know, I really do. I, I really did enjoy NBC um, at the time when I was working. I wouldn't do it today with those long hours because right. I'm at a different point in my life, right? Yes, but yes. At that time, it was the perfect job. No, it's sometimes you look back and you realize what it's given you, what it's built on your resume. At the time, you might think, oh, my gosh, this is a waste of time. But I've done a lot of different things where it's helped me later on. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I learned. I mean, I've gone through that, oh, this is a waste of time um, Mm -hmm. for the first couple of companies I've ever worked with. But then after a while, I kind of understood, you know what, none of it is a waste of time. Everything will help you get to the point, hopefully, where you want to go. But the key is to have a goal and a direction and a vision of where you want to go, right? That's yes, I totally agree. Now, Pixel Head Networks, P- Pixel Heads Networks, I, I, yeah. I remember you starting that, and that was going strong for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a podcast network. That was at the beginning of the podcast revolution, too. So I always, you know, one of the things that I like to do is I like to look at trends or, or see up-and-coming things, and that could be totally wrong, but I just I start believing heavily in a lot of those things. So I jump in and try to find... Um, not only the trend, but also what's missing, right? What's missing in that market. Yes. So with Pixel Heads Network, it was at the beginning of the podcast revolution where people were starting just a podcast. What I wanted to do, there were a lot of podcast shows going for consumers, right? Just any kind of, you know, show like cooking or whatever. Right, what I, I did, that. Pixel Heads Network was a, a podcast network focus on the people creating podcasts. So... Everybody was trying to go after the consumer. I was trying to go after the people creating the podcast because they needed a podcast to learn how to make their podcast better. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So the whole thing was about, you know, and that's one of the things that I've always been attracted to is the um, digital media creator market, the industry. It's yes. a, um, that's my audience. That's who I know because that's who I am. So mm-hmm. I, to me, a lot of these things that I started, like my internet desktop, like Pixel Heads Network, later on filmmaking webinars, it's really, it's, it's me. It's, I'm doing something I, that, that I'm the audience of it as well. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I, it's no, not I a hard thing to start or to sell. One of the things I'm, I'm kind of hearing you say is, you know, it's okay to have a nine-to-fiver, but to also dream big or dream of doing other things once you leave that job or, you know, you're using that as a stepping stone to something else. There's nothing wrong with you. Totally, totally. Mm. Not only that, but dream big within the company you're in. I'm, I've worked for a different company where I actually just went up to my boss and said, look, I've got this idea. 
can we do it? And I had a totally cool, awesome boss nice. that said, uh, you don't know what you're talking about, but I won't stop you. Oh, that's good. And I created an entire department where we started bringing in in-house uh, shooting uh, videos, editing videos, photography, web development. We basically were outsourcing all that before. And I said, you know what? We can make it cheaper. We have the technology now. We have the knowledge. Why don't we do it all in-house? And the worst that could have happened was the guy would have said, get out. No, we're not doing this, right? Right. But what happened was like, if, he, if, if I don't see it, you can do whatever you want kind of thing. But what, <laughs> what happened was he was that kind of cool guy. What happened was it turned out to be a very successful department because we brought it in-house, we cut costs, and I was doing, basically I did it because I, I loved video, I loved podcasting, I loved photography, and I wanted to do it all. And That's I wanted great. to, and I turned my job from being a developer that I went into that company as a developer into the head of the department managing all of that media. Look at you. But it's because basically, and, and it's not because I'm special or anything, it's just anybody can do this. You just have to, number one, have a vision for it and then just try it. And you spoke up. And, and speak up because the worst, I always tell my kids, the worst that can happen is they say no. That's the worst that can happen. That's it. Right. They're not going to fire you. Right? And if they fired you, then it's the wrong job. That's so true. That is so true. No, you're setting a great example for your kids to speak up. You know, that you have good ideas. Be confident in your ideas. Sometimes. Sometimes we argue way too much with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Are your kids creative? Yeah, yeah. One, one of them is, likes to uh, draw, and he does these amazing Lego pieces that I'm trying to convince him to sell on eBay because they're really, really amazing. <laughs> And then another one is into actually programming. Look at that. Which is very creative. That is very creative. A lot of people creative. think of programming as not creative, but actually programming is very creative. And you've heard of that STEM program that's going on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah, they, big time, yep. That, but your kids are too young for that, aren't they? For the STEM program? Yeah. Science. No, they're uh, 13, 8th grade. Oh, okay. 8th grade, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, middle school, yeah. No, that's a great program. Science, technology, education, and math. Yeah, right. That stands for. Yeah. I went to an event uh, where they were promoting that, and they were there must have been thousands of kids there, and it was a huge hit. I mean, they had all these hands-on activities. It's very exciting. Totally, totally. And that's the other thing is, if you have kids, it's never too young to get them started in in that or in in whatever. Um, my kids, we started a, a small little company called JCM Cards. They're into this Magic the Gathering thing, which is where they, it's car collecting. I have no clue what is how it? it works. Car collecting? Ma- magic magic oh. the Gathering. It's like, it's like the old Dungeon and Dragons, if anybody remembers that, but it's like different now. Anyway, but okay. the thing is, I noticed that these cards go up in price quite a bit. I mean, a lot. Like a 30-cent car could be sold for 100 bucks. I mean, it's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, so I encourage my kids, let's start a little business because I want to encourage them into being entrepreneurs themselves. Whether they're going to end up being an entrepreneur or not, you should think like an entrepreneur when you're at work anyway. If you're working for somebody, still think as an entrepreneur. And I'm trying to encourage them. So we literally started this this small company, and they've been selling these cards online like hotcakes. And they're managing, they're doing marketing. I taught them how to create a Twitter account, and they're they're doing tweets on to, to get customers. They're doing customer service. They're emailing people when it's ready for shipping. Look at that. They're tracking invoicing. I'm trying to teach him, and they're, you know, 13 and 11 years old, but it's never too young to know this stuff. No, right? it's not. It's not. Yeah. My daughter's actually doing something. She wants to uh, raise money for cancer. 
Oh, cool. So she's, uh, she gets online. She's like, I want to do a website, and I want to do this, and let's do that. And she wants to do flyers. And one day I came outside, and she had taken a staple gun, and she was stapling fly- flyers to neighbors' trees. I'm like, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> but very enthusiastic. Awesome, when, yeah, it is. Yeah. She, she's, uh, she's great. I always believe in encouraging kids to, to uh, be. You know, the problem that I see today is a lot of kids are consumers and not creators, yeah. and I want my kids to be creators. I don't care what they create, but create something. Stop consuming. I think we have a generation where kids are so passive. They're just hooked into their phones. and Yeah, you know. and, and I'm okay. Like, my kids love gaming, and I told them, like, during the, during the week they can't game at all. During mm-hmm. the weekend they can't. But I told them, you can, you can do gaming on the weekdays if you can code your own game. And that's how my oldest Whoa, one Whoa, pressure. Programming. <laughs> so they're coding now? They're, my oldest one, um, there's a program called Scratch, which is specifically geared towards kids that allows them to create these amazing games that are very visual um, using visual objects. And he's been doing that. So I told him, you know, if you want to do that, you can go ahead and... Uh, and uh, co- you can play any game you code it during the week. Because to me, you've created it. You've earned the right to consume it now. So let me back up a second. So if I Google Scratch, it's a programming? Scratch from MIT. Just, uh, MIT, okay. Uh, yeah, Scratch. And it's very scratch. easy to learn. It's very easy to learn. Yeah, and for your kid, it'll be wonderful because it's very visual. Oh, and I they love can it. Create, and there's this whole community around it, too, where they publish their Scratch project, and people rate them, and they... My son is into, like, the community as well. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a very creative um, and very stimulating kind of um, software for kids. That is fantastic. Yeah, and it teaches them logic without them. It's almost like playing a game, but they're learning how to code. I think it's In great. Fact, my oldest son actually taught a class on Scratch. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it for six weeks. You have incredible kids. Well, no, no. I think <laughs> so. Kids. No, they're good kids. They're good kids. Don't get me wrong. I love my kids, and they're good kids. But um, it takes, you know, yeah, they are. They are really good kids. But it, we just have to, as parents, have to encourage them. Oh, I agree. I agree. Now, let me ask you, right now, you, you have this thing going on, your comic book adventure. Tell me about my, that. Mycomicbookadventure.com. Yeah. So, remember I told you everything I do is because it's, you know, my wife says, I, I don't know how to have a hobby because my hobbies always, I look into turning them into like entrepreneurial exercises. Yes. Because I figured, you know what? If I do what I love for a living, then I'm not really working, right? I'm just really fun, right? <laughs> if you love what you do for a living, you're not really working? Exactly, right? If, if you take your hobby, right? Yes. Then, and you can get paid to do that, then are you really working? It doesn't feel like work, but doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Right. Well, no, but I mean... It's your passion. It's your passion, mm-hmm. right? So my passion now, and this is the weirdest thing, I'm 46 years old, and yes, I just got into comic books. I've never been into comic books. Ever? At all. Like, no never. Archie, nothing? Nothing. Adventure? Nothing. Okay. No. But I'm extremely passionate about it now. That's um, good. Um, I got into it because of The Walking Dead, which, by the way, it aired last night. It was awesome. It wasn't as great as I hoped it was going to be, but it was still really good. All right. I don't know if you're into to The Walking Dead or not. I haven't seen it. But, yeah, I got into that show heavily. But uh, the show, third season, ended, and basically I needed more wa- The Walking Dead content. So that's where I learned that The Walking Dead was actually based on the comic book by Robert Kirkman, which I didn't oh, know. I didn't know that. This is way back. Yeah, I didn't know that, but this is way back then. And I'm like, okay, I'll read it. I bought the, Actually, my wife bought, bought me the um, compendium, which is uh, the first uh, 48 issues all into one bounded book. 
I read that, and I was hooked. And then I bought the second compendium, and anyway, I went through 115 issues of Whoa. The Walking Dead, and I was not only hooked on The Walking Dead, obviously, but I was hooked on the whole genre of comic books. And I'm like, this is really awesome, because I always thought of comic books as like a kiddie thing. And I'm not into like superheroes. I like the movies, but I'm not into like comic book superheroes. I like okay. post-apocalyptic, kind of like the world's gone to, I don't know if I can say hell, but it's it. <laughs> How optimistic. <laughs> I know, really? But I love that kind of stuff because you know what I love about it is how do we survive? How do we act? How do we act without laws? Without, you know, do we still have morals? Mm-hmm. There are no laws. You know what I mean? So anyway, okay. I like that whole kind of genre. And I started getting into others because somebody told me, oh, read uh, Why the Last Man. Um, so I read that one, and that was really good. And then one led to another, and all of a sudden I'm like, i got to write about this. So you're writing your own comic books? Uh, well, right now I'm writing a blog, mycomicbookadventure.com. I saw that. Yeah. I have a storyline that I have an idea on. I can't draw at all, but I'm trying to see if I can hook up with somebody. But I do have one, which is a post-apocalyptic as well um, kind of story. Um, not zombies like The Walking Dead or anything like that, but I'm trying. I'm taking a class online on writing. Um, and anybody that's into The Walking Dead, there is a free online class, I think, by UC Irvine. Starting next week. Right here. Yeah, you know about it, right? No, that's right where this station is, right on the UCI campus. Okay, I think, I'm pretty sure it's UC Irvine. Uh, And it's basically um, based on The Walking Dead, taught by four PhD professors. Really cool. One of those very huge classes that are Mm -hmm. online. Um, Anyway, so I got into comic books, and I'm just really passionate about it because I really love the whole genre. I love um, the storytelling that, that is out there, um, the variety of stories. I mean, they're calling it the, the new golden age of, of comic books. And I'm going back into the older comic books and reading those to get up to speed on the history, right? What got us That's here. interesting. Yeah. So, so, so your next thing, I bet, is going to be film. Yeah. You take your comic books and you do some kind of animated, I can just see it. Well, you know, I, I, always, I always say if, if if I could start totally from scratch, I'd probably be going to film school because I love yeah. film. No, it's you know. the whole progression of photography and all the creative things you've done, and then the, you got the animation with the comic books, and yeah, it makes sense. I just love creative people, honestly, and 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 I wish I was as creative as as a lot of the people out there are. And you know what bothers me so much sometimes what? is I see so many people that are so creative and they do nothing with their talent. That's true. They're like flipping burgers, and mm-hmm. they're doing nothing. And I'm like, if I only had a tenth of your talent, I'd be so successful. And what I realize is, and this goes back to like what I call the Madonna principle, mm-hmm. which is reinventing yourself. That woman, I remember in the 80s, that's where I was a teenager, yes. um, listening to her first time in concert, right. she had no voice, really. I mean, but she, had, she wanted to succeed. Well, she had talent and drive. Talent and drive. And I think what's more important than just talent is drive. Really drive. Yeah. drive is everything because I'm telling you, I see so many people that are talented that are, just have no drive. They're not doing anything right. with it. You know what I mean? Yes. And you see a lot of no talent with just the drive and the money behind them or whoever and people or believe in them. Or the money. Yeah. Just the drive. Because the drive. Not, it's not always money because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, success, unsuccessful rich people, right? Right. I mean, that haven't done, aren't doing what they want to do. That's and right. there's a lot of successful people that don't have that much money, but they're doing exactly what they want to do. Yes, yes. You know? Do you have a mantra that you live by? I'm just curious. 
Um, you know, kind of like what I said, the Madonna principle is reinventing yourself. Honestly, mm-hmm. you have to reinvent yourself constantly. Yes. I think that's the key. It's reinvent yourself and don't get stuck. I mean, do what you want. That's the other thing is I try to do what I want within the limits, right? I don't just quit and go do something. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work because we all have responsibilities we have to stick with, right? I mean, right. that's important. But I think reinventing yourself constantly, look at what you love and look at what's coming up. Um, you know, like with my comic books, I'm actually about to launch a new website called comicbooktracker.com, which is geared specifically at avid and passionate comic book readers and That's great. For them to track their own their own collection online. So look at what you love. And com- I mean, I was doing prior to this filmmaking webinars. I was the other third company that I'd done. Right. And then I literally switched 180 degrees and went into comic books now. But you know, I bet you're going to go back. I, I don't know. I just have a feeling you're going to. I think take... it all adds up. It all yeah. like, you know, one on top of another. So ultimately mm-hmm. everything, you know, kind of ties together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you have a but... dream? By the way, do you have a dream job? Like if you could just not worry about, you know, a salary somewhere, but you could just take all your interests and come up with a dream job. Would you, would you have something in mind? Um, you know, my dream job changes constantly. I'll be honest with you. All right. Um, so it depends what I'm into. Like right now, my dream job would be to be in a um, comic book publisher, mm-hmm. working with them. Um, I don't know in what, but just working there. Pop, most most likely, and I, I love marketing. I love building communities. That's great. Something around with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you would have asked me a year and a half ago, it would have been probably being on set because I was doing filmmaking webinars. Um, and then working with a team on shooting a film. Um, you know, the dream job, uh, he, the real, here's the reality. My dream job is I get to do what I want when I want. Honestly, I mean, and I know that's kind of generic, but it's really, it's whatever I'm into that moment, that's what I want to do. That's okay. That's okay. Do you have a website for people to check out to find out yeah, more about you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go to mycomicbookadventure.com. You can check that out there. Well, Marcelo, it's been amazing having you on the show. You're, you're very inspiring because, you know, there are times I know in my own life, let's say I've started something, literally a script. I, I worked at the screenwriting program here at UCI and then it's been five or six years and it's kind of evolved and I, I've decided I'm not going to beat myself up because it's not done. It gets, things get better over time. Exactly. Exactly. They do. Just keep going at it and, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Right. Because you can try again and, and make it work. And I also think it's important to kind of turn off all the technology and pay attention to life because you can get very inspired by those quiet moments or just paying attention to what's going on around you and get off your phone. <laughs> totally, completely. And yeah. please turn off your phone during dinner. No phones during yes. dinner. Yes, no, no texting, no tweeting. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Jim. Bye-bye. That was Marcelo Lewin, and if you want to find out more about him, his bio is up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Nick Jordan is going to join us. He's the creator of Wells of Life, and he's trying to build water wells for the people of Uganda. And each well is serving approximately 1,000 people, and they're just changing lives forever. To date, Wells of Life has helped provide life-saving water wells that serve over 200,000 people. There's a link on my blog, which will give you more information. We'll be back after this short break. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. 